Okay, we're back going. Sorry, people. Apparently, uh, new AA batteries are only good for one podcast. So, note to self: put new ones in or use the uh, adapter. Adapter, definitely. So where were we at? Anton uh, Fig. Yeah. Yeah. You know who he is? Not really. Okay. But I'm about to learn. The first time I seen him was probably the Tonight Show. He's the guy that wore the thing on his head. Drummer. Him and I've probably seen him if I've seen a picture. Yeah, up. yeah, I definitely remember. He's got a unique style. He plays a very simple kit. Yeah, but he's very tasty. He he does really cool licks and grooves and it's very sometimes unique. when you see those over the top kits, I almost wonder if that's more flash than actual ability. Yeah, it's like somebody driving a Corvette. Yeah, yeah. Here I am. Because you if you're good, you can do it with just a simple setup and make it look, you know, sure. It's like the really good guitar players. You know, they can play the simplest chords and make it sound beautiful. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of them, they, they're they not even that flashy when it comes to their their equipment either. Like when yeah. you listen back to some of them when they were getting started, like how did you get this tone or what were you using? You're like, I bought that at a garage sale. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Neil Young. He, he just has that old Fender amp that he cranks the shit out of. Yeah. And gets his tone and that's him, man. That, uh, what, uh, Unchained by Van Halen. I forgot what he said it was, but he, he said the same thing. He was like, I just turned it all the way up and I got that tone out of it. Now, he did some wild shit over the years, experimenting and... Yeah, he was yeah. definitely, he loved to tinker with stuff. Changing tubes and getting yeah. back there fucking with his amp. And his... I'm not a huge fan of his, but like he's a uh, Tom Morello. Mm -hmm. He's he's big into that type of stuff too. Oh yeah. Like when I was younger, I, I couldn't stand him because I remember him. One of his uh, quotes on playing was, "I don't look at it as an instrument. I look at it as a." I remember if he said tool or what he said, but I was like, eh, that kind of seems like you're disrespecting the the art of it. I guess you know. But the sounds he gets out of his guitar. Yeah, he yeah. makes a wild stuff. Oh, yeah. He's got these switches on there. and Are they even doing anything anymore, Rage? Um, I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. Because I think they got together again, like, after he'd done Audio Slave, I think, for a little bit. But seems like they were supposed to do something around a year or so ago. And yeah. the virus kind of messed ah, that one. I, th I think him and the singer had some different views on political, political yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah, because they because the singer's lyrics over the years got more and more, and it's like everybody's entitled to their opinion and everything. But like when it's going into music, not everybody's going to relate to it too. Sure, you know? and and some of his views were over the top and very, and he was very vocal about it. And yeah, yeah. I can remember him being at one of the uh, one of the MTV awards, and he was like up on a whatever the thing was they had in the background. He like climbed the structure and was up there like rocking and stuff. I was like, yeah, this dude's not not in the right state of mind right now. And that right after that's when they broke up. Audio Slave was pretty good groove though. I always liked Chris Cornell. Yeah, yeah, his voice is great. And I was just listening to Soundgarden this week and. I forgot all about that he's passed away. Yeah. Dude, Bad Motorfinger. Yes. That's the best album. 
I don't know how I forgot though that he had passed away, but I was just sitting there listening. I was like, I wonder if they're and I was like, Oh shit, he's not here anymore. That mm, crazy stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, Soundgarden, Blood Sex Sugar Magic. Oh yeah. Early tool. I'm just getting to the point to where I'm get, I've gotten into tool. Okay. I never I never disliked them. But I just never listened to them much, and that's another one of the, like, I'm going back and revisiting stuff. I never, and Nine Inch Nails, too, I listened to some of their stuff, but never was a big fan. And I always messed with Wes about it. I was like, they suck. But I never took the chance to listen to them. But I think I lean towards Tool more than them, though. Yeah, my favorite Tool is the older albums. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably probably the the first three albums. What's some of the songs off of those? Oh goodness! Uh, prison sex, mm-hmm. um, stink fist, mm-hmm. uh, third eye. Yeah. Third eye's a good one. Um, it's a lot of weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be pretty old now, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he's he's got like restaurants, and he's doing something with wine. You know, yeah. I mean, he's spread out. He's a real complex guy, anyway. Yeah, he's very complicated. Yeah. Um, he's got a couple of bands too, uh, Pussifer and. Mm-hmm. Um, What's his What's his name? Um, Maynard. Yes. But yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting to listen to them a lot more. I was listening to them earlier this week. For a long time, Danny Carey was probably my favorite drummer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He, he's he plays a lot of odd time signatures. Yeah. And it's really pretty complicated. You know, the, the average drummer probably isn't going to pick up on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, a lot of those bands now are not doing much at all like them or I guess Pearl Jam would be one of them too but I yeah. guess they get into their adventures and what they want to do I always liked um, Pearl Jam's vocals oh yeah yeah he, he was yeah, a good vocalist he was they had some good stuff yeah I just seen where um, them and uh, Motley Crue are having like a little riff right now hmm they said Motley's music was trash and all that. And then, of course, Nikki come back and was like, who the fuck even listens to Pearl Jam, you know? Yeah. I hate I hate seeing that with bands. Like, just appreciate each other's stuff, man, because they're, they're all different. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Egos are in the way. And... Oh, yeah, definitely. That's crap. I, I bet Nikki's back in the day was way worse than it is now. Oh, but it was terrible. Yeah. I mean, from everything I've read and everything, like the movie and stuff they've done. Uh, I couldn't imagine them touring with Ozzy. You know, that sounds crazy. I can imagine that uh, whoever was the, the roadies or the managers, you know, having to keep up with everything, I bet they had a rough time. I bet they did. That would be terrible. Them both at the prime of their career and just trying to be over the top yeah just out of it on drugs and everything good times oh yeah that's like one of the only jobs you can have where it's like you can't go to job you know what you do you can't go to job screwed up and paint a car because it's going to turn up like crap you can't i'm not going to be able to do it i'll get part numbers wrong or whatever but you can get trashed and still go and play a rock show yeah. Do it for a living. <laughs> and make good money doing it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, probably without s- some um, 
courage, whether it be alcohol or drug induced, we probably wouldn't have some of the music we have either. Oh, I, you I know, especially Hendrix and you know, you wouldn't have a lot of that stuff. Probably Stevie Ray too. Yeah. You know, that was one that was gone way too soon. Yeah. I th- I think Eric Clapton had given him that helicopter ride. He'd give up his uh, seat in the helicopter so Stevie could take. Wow. It. Yeah. Almost what went through my head was like, why couldn't you have? But I wouldn't want to lose Eric Clapton either. No, no, because his stuff was like, my mom was a big Clapton guy, so I knew a lot of his stuff very early on. Yeah, yeah, he was on the radio a lot, especially in the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah, he was all over the place. I'd like to see him in concert. Is he still doing? Does he still tour any? Not that I know. He was doing that blues thing out in uh, Texas, wasn't he? Yeah, the Crossroads. Yeah, the Crossroads. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. I would have loved to have went to one of those. I bet that would be fun. Could you get anybody from him and some of the newer people and even the ones you don't know, like seeing him and John Mayer, sure. uh, Gary Clark Jr., people like that. I, yeah. Even Vince Gill. Like, he's got some serious chops on him. Like A lot of people don't credit country artists for their playing, but he, he's, he is yeah. good. He, he is can, really good. That telly he's got. Oh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> but he's a good vocalist, too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, to hear him with the Eagles. There's, there's good a, stuff. Um, Wes actually turned me to it. Is like when you go back and listen to some of that older country, some of it has some serious playing behind it, you know. Oh, yeah. The lyrics may have been a little corny or whatever, but because it was mainstream deal, but it has some serious chops to it. I don't think anybody surpasses Vince Gill, though, when it comes to the playing part. Yeah. Brad Paisley's really good. He, he's, he can play. And Keith Urban's not bad, but his style of country's different from, from theirs, definitely. Yeah. But you can tell he's a he's a big guitar guy. I don't listen to a whole lot of country, though. I, I don't much anymore. I, I The reason I know most of it is because my mom was a big country, and then a lot of... Uh, one of my good friends, uh, I have to listen to him complain about new music all the time because he's one of those same guy that likes the whiskey. He's going to get it, and he's going to turn something on that's crying about their dog or their wife not being there. I'm like, I can't listen to something that's going to put me in a worse state of mind. I want to be uplifted when I listen to something. I don't know. Some of that old Willie Nelson and... Um, almost look like... Listen to him, Johnny almost Cash. Like, yeah. yeah, folk type yeah. music, you know? Very folky, yeah. yeah. I always get criticized because of unpopular opinion, but Johnny Cash didn't sing for shit. But he was a great songwriter. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. his voice kind of got on my nerves. Yeah. But his songs, I mean, they're timeless because it's storytelling it, you know, yeah. where a lot of stuff nowadays is not. Nothing like it used to be. What's that other cat? Um, Chris Christopherson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was really good. I always thought he was an actor. Just an actor. I, that, yeah. Yeah, that's all I knew him from. And then uh, later on find out, hey, he's got a band. Yeah, and he's pretty good. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of actors that really started off to be in music, and they somehow just like, hey, you, you want to do this part in this movie? Yeah. Like Billy Bob Thornton. He's a musician. When he come to Hollywood, that's what he come there for, and he... 
I forget what movie it was, but he got cast, and he was like, man, these checks are pretty nice, and I can yeah. go do this, and it funds my real habit mm. for wanting to play music. Like uh, Kevin Costner, he has like a country folk band. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's not bad. Hmm. He's, he's a decent player. Um, I'm trying to think. What's the guy's name? Um, Dumb and Dumber. Not uh, Jim Carrey, the uh, other guy. Yeah, I don't know his name. He 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 has a band. He's a really good player too. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, is it Norm's guitars or something? The one that's on YouTube where they find the rare ones. Oh yeah. He's on there and like, that's the only way I even knew. Like I was just going through random videos and he popped up. I was like, what? Hmm. And he, and he had a lot of a uh, lot of knowledge too, like about different bands and all. Well. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Norm's rare guitars. Yeah. Those are some fun videos to watch, though. Yeah, sometimes. So when you get people in there, I don't like the ones that just go in there and play. I like the ones that play and kind of just talk about certain stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a few of those where Bonamassa's in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got some badass guitars. Some of his old Les Pauls. Yeah. High dollar guitar. Hmm. <clears throat> I think one of the, my favorites of it was watching uh, Joe Perry go in there when he no not Joe Perry. Uh, oh shit, Richie Sambora. It's when he was dating the. I want to say her name's Ariante. Yes. Yeah, like watching him go in there and he's like playing and then she goes to play and, and she's, she's yeah yeah out do you know. Outdoes him way. <laughs> He's over there just playing his normal licks, and she's over there just shredding. I'm like, hmm. And playing with soul. You know, yeah. she's not just noodling and, and going oh, fast. No. She's got, she's got yeah. a good feel to her playing. She really does. You know, his play back in the day was great. It you was. Know? Yeah. It really was. I, I, I was. I like some a lot of Bon Jovi stuff. Hmm. The older stuff. I don't like the newer. But they had a bluesy type deal. But then they also had the mainstream stuff where the keyboard was in there. But, I mean, it was good. Yeah. They were one of them bands that just worked, you know. Yeah, but you're right, though. I mean, seeing her on this video is just like, man, she's going to teach you something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and she's like half his age, too. Yeah, and she's attractive. <laughs> it's just something about a woman that that attractive that plays guitar. It's like, hmm, this adds another level to it. I think she's Australian, isn't she? I think so, yeah. yeah. And uh, what's the girl's other uh, girl? Uh, Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. You know her? No, I don't. Dude, she she got on stage at, uh, with Eric Church, hmm. and I forget what song they were doing, but they done one of one. He was doing his song. She come out there and play with him. Then they done someone else's song, and when she started singing, dude, she's got a really good voice. Like Carrie's. Pretty close to Steve Perry. Like, okay. she can hit some good notes. And you could see Eric Church over there playing. When she goes to sing, he's just kind of like, I'm going to move to the side and just watch this chick. I don't need to be up here. Yeah. I mean, she just stole the show, man. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I always like Dolly Parton, too. Speaking of female vocalists. Oh, dude. Dolly was classic, man. Women country singers have some of the best harmony voices ever in yeah. music. I mean, they really do. Powerful. Very. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, honestly, women across the board, when you look at it, when it comes to their voice, I mean, it, whether you're into their music or not, like Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, yeah. you know, people like Aretha Franklin, all those people, man, how do, how do, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, Whitney, what? she probably had one of the best voices. Oh, yeah. 100%, yeah, yeah, definitely. And you could tell it was natural. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure she put in work. You know she did, but you could just tell she was meant to do that. Sure. <clears throat> Yeah, you sure imagine she, her hear, hearing her on like a, a 80s like ballad or something she would have ever done one with a band? That would have been awesome to hear. Yeah. I could just picture her growing up singing in church. and. I think she was a choir girl. Yeah, developing her, her voice. <clears throat> Man, um, last week I took my kids to... Um, RC car track by the house. A little indoor dirt track. Oh, where's that Holy at? Holy shit, it's fun. Um, Helena. Okay. Yeah, my daughter got all into it, man. They let her announce the race and yeah. let her go out there on the track and flip the cars over. So people bring their own stuff there to yeah. do it? Or yeah, they, they? they bring them. And, and, dude, they get intense with it. And really? These cars are hauling ass. <laughs> dude, I wouldn't want to get hit by one. I'm no. sure you'd break a leg or... Some, uh, well, not the RC, but like the little gas-powered ones, mm -hmm. you know, that you could build or still can. Dude, them things have so much power, they're almost hard to be able to control oh, yeah. once you get them going. Um, we had a couple guys when I first started at Premier that had them in the shop. Oh, man, it was fun to get back there and just mess around. There'd be three or four of them going at one time. Them little things would move. Oh, yeah. So we ended up ordering a kit, and <laughs> <laughs> I've been building it, and man, there are a thousand tiny little pieces to put together. It's amazing. I'm glad I had her with me building it because she had really tiny fingers, yeah. and she can move those parts and in this place. Is, is this battery-powered or gas? -like? Yeah, battery-powered, yeah. Battery-powered. We decided to go battery because, um, you know, the gas engines, you're always tinkering and tuning with them. Yeah. The batteries, is, they're so good nowadays, man. They so are. So simple. I think the battery powers are actually faster than the nitro. Hmm. Now, yeah, I could see that though. How, like you said, how far batteries and stuffs come. Oh yeah. I mean, look at a Tesla. You know? Sure. That'd be that'd definitely be something she'll be into for a while. Uh, that's all she together. talks about, man. She's pumped. <laughs> Which one is this? My youngest. Yeah. The youngest. Yeah. She's kind of a tomboy, so me and her really click. I don't know why, but yeah, yeah, we're a lot alike, I guess. That's awesome. So she's definitely a daddy's girl. Yeah. 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 I would say so. She's always wanting to ride dirt bikes and Oh yeah. Yeah. You, she fits you fit right in with that. Sure. Does she have one? Yeah. She does. She can ride the shit out of it. <laughs> Dude, she hit a jump one time, my mom was there. And she's like, Look, Grandma, bam and, and just hit it wide open. It was awesome. My mom's <laughs> no. eyes got so big, she was like, Oh man, I'm so worried about her. <laughs> <laughs> No fear at all, just go. That's right. I love it. I can remember the first time I got on one. Man, the adrenaline. Oh, my God. Nothing like that feeling. And then the first day I got it, I wrecked. My mom's over there like, I don't know about this. My dad's like, oh, he'll be all right. Just brush it off. Keep going. That's right. Get back <laughs> on there. We got power lines behind the house. And, you know, when, when the weather's right, we'll go riding down the power lines. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, we've we done that a lot down here with uh, four-wheelers and stuff. 
like what uh, gas lines and stuff. Yeah, that I really enjoyed doing that. I kind of want I want to get something. Maybe start hand off with a go kart and then move up. Maybe later down the road get one of the side by side deals. Oh wow! Yeah, because there's some so many places around here you can ride. I mean, you can go forever. Hmm. I mean, we would. Uh, we would get on our four wheelers and leave the house, and uh, of course, we back then we were all riding four wheelers and drinking beer and stuff. So we'd go down to the little package store and fill up, and then leave there. You could go like towards Moundville and stuff, and dude, you'd ride all out there, and you'd come out in Tuscaloosa if you wanted to. I mean, we'd be out there all day, hmm. and I think it was because it was so hot, the beer wouldn't even do anything for you. It was just the the cool effect of having it you know because yeah. you sweat it out immediately but man we stay out there all day good times man it, it was i know a lot of the power lines around the house they're turned into hunting clubs so you really can't ride yeah very far i can't tell you how many hunters and people on their land got mad at us for doing that riding oh, yeah. on four wheeler. you know what the hell whose place you're at thought it was Talladega Forest land, but I guess not. <laughs> yep. I've been chased many a times out there and shit, you're on a dirt bike, they can't catch you. No, no. Yeah. Definitely not. Especially if they're in a truck or something. All you gotta do is find a nice little spot where they can't get through. See you, buddy. Yep. And that same person probably done the same thing when they were that age, you know. But. Sure. You know. You know, as long as you're being respectful. You're not littering. You're not tearing up. Yeah. I, I mean, really I could see if it was somebody's, like, land that they keep up or property, you know, and oh, you yeah. were tearing up the grass. But, like, if you're riding out in the woods and you're not destroying stuff, come on, man. Let them have fun. Sure. You're on a trail. I yeah. Mean, you're not. Yeah, my Where my granddad lived, uh, <clears throat> I used to always ride my aunt's folder when we'd go down there. She had a, it was a big bear. Okay. Yeah. Oh. And there was a big gravel pit down there, dude, and it was this huge hill, and it was just the funnest thing to go up and go down it, and there was all kinds of stuff to climb back there. Uh, I had the time of my life back there. Hmm. Three hours go by, and it felt like 30 minutes. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like fun. Oh, it was. Yeah. Definitely going to try and do that with her later down the road, though. As long as Whitney doesn't have a heart attack. Yeah. It's, it's tricky. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for mine. She tries to act like she's not, but we had some such a hard time having a kid, and when we finally got one, like, she, nah, don't look. She's going to break. Don't do this. She's mm -hmm. gotten better, though. That's good. Dude, she's adorable. <laughs> she's an angel, man. She's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, she's one of a kind. I'll say that. And she's spoiled rotten between my mom and her grandparents and her godparents. Oh, my God. It's good. <laughs> Sometimes. I told them, <laughs> like the young guy, young kids say today, y'all keep the same energy y'all got right now with all this stuff. When she yells, I won't, I won't. When she gets older and wants clothes and purses and all that, y'all be there for that. Oh, yeah. Cell phones. Da yeah. Daddy's saying no. Yeah, I want this $1,200 iPhone. Yeah. Come on, Dad. <laughs> yeah, and they keep telling me, oh, you're not going to be that dad you buy a lot of stuff for now. I mean, yeah, but the stuff I'm buying now is only like 5 and 10 bucks. Yeah, it's easy. Well, yeah. Yeah. But when it gets up to that, then it comes to that point, where do you cut it off? 
you know, you want them to have stuff, but do you? How do you transition? Yeah. You don't want them to just be completely spoiled and not appreciate it, you know, just expect it all the time. So that's that's a hard one to to keep on track with. Yeah. That and it it's probably her age right now. Uh, everything we get it seems like she breaks it. I don't know if it's that or maybe she might get bored because you know she's sitting in the house with, with my wife while she works from home she has to run around in here and she can't go outside i guess she could go in the backyard with the dogs you know but my wife ain't gonna let her do that are, are these accidents or is she breaking it on purpose or some of them are accidents but i feel like some of them she's just rough okay. with stuff yeah she's real rough like even <laughs> Some of it's probably me watching wrestling, and she'll watch it with me. Like, when the cousins and stuff come over here, she's jumping off the couch onto them and trying to put them in headlocks and stuff. And you have the older ones coming in there. Hannah's playing rough. Maybe you're seven, eight years old. Hannah's three. You push her back. She'll be just fine, you know? (laughs) She won't break. Yeah. (laughs) Some of that's probably me, too, for playing rough with her sometimes, too. I think it's good for her, though. I yeah. mean, you know, she's got to be able to protect herself and yeah, be able to handle her I own. I was you just know. telling my wife last night because she's going to start K4 this year. I was like, are you nervous for her to start? She's like, no. She's like, are you? I said, yeah, but I guess because when I was younger, when I was in middle school, we when I was just me and my mom, we moved around. So starting new schools, it was always – never really got – bully per se but it was just being the new kid and have to you know be friends with everybody again not knowing if I'm gonna fit in yeah. I think it's just that that's bothered me with her now like I want her to fit in and sure. you know I don't know yeah not get picked on all that yeah. even though you know that stuff's gonna happen it's, but yeah it, it, it's very hurtful when somebody's picking on your kid yeah, and yeah. you can't go beat up a four-year-old, sure. even though you want to. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know. But for the most part, watching her with her her cousins and stuff, like if something, if something's not going right, we, you know, she'll push back or, like, let them know no. Good. So that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. But then she's also pretty good to, um, to share and be nice for the most part. Like um, – New Year's Eve, a buddy of mine and his kids come over, and it was the first time they got to play together, and his little girl's the same age, and they were in here sharing candy and all that stuff, and, like, the little girl had a Sprite, and Hannah was like, I want some Sprite, and we, we were out. So the little girl was like, you can pour some of mine in the cup. So I hope Hannah keeps that that pure heart when she gets older, you know. Because schools, man – from middle school and when you get up to high school, it's such a transition and, like, so different. You'll see kids that play together when they were in kindergarten then when they, and up, and then when they get in high school, they find their own groups or one goes with this group and they don't even talk. Yeah, it gets very clicky. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's such a weird time, man. High school is very, mm, very difficult time sometimes, I guess, for kids. Yeah, and then you got social media and 
Oh, dude, I couldn't imagine that. Everything else, yeah. Because, heck, when we were in school, there was enough rumors or people being mad at each other for random crap. Now you got social media. Oh, look what so-and-so sent me about you last night. There's so many people were willing to put something on social media or through a text message they're not going to say face-to-face. That's why if we do have an... Uh, which we're planning on having another kid. I'm glad they're going to be at least four years apart. They're not going to be in high school together. Hmm. Not going to have to worry about her friend said this, or I don't want them over here. I don't like that person, you know, that she's friends with. They're not coming to my house. I don't want any of that. Yeah, so-and-so stole my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely don't want any of that happening. Which it may not have, but mm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not going to have to worry about it anyway. <clears throat> I forget. I want to say it was Whitney's aunt. She says, so you, y'all are planning on having another kid. You want a boy, don't you? And I was, eh, it doesn't really, if I do, that's fine. But if not, I'm good with another girl. Yeah. I was almost relieved when we found out we were having a girl. Really? Yeah, in a way, because, like I said, I could be selfish, and I was very stubborn as a kid. So if we had a little boy, I'm like, oh, I'm going to butt heads with that kid big time. And now I look at it like, gets the butt heads maybe I can be the dad it's like well you know your mom looks at it like this I won't have to butt heads with her as much as I would have if it had been a boy yeah I don't know man Connor he is so close to my wife really yeah they are so much alike man it's funny um we don't really butt heads that much though those two are butt heads but they have a bond it's very strange I don't yeah yeah Something about it. Yeah. The only part I guess any dad has, when you find out you're having a little girl, is like, hmm, boys don't come over here. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm going to do my best not to be that dad. If she, you know, boyfriend comes over, you know, as long as he's respectful and all that and good to her, even if I don't click with him, I'm, I'll be fine. Yeah. You know. But if you get one of those, like, pull up in the driveway and honks the horn, like, bye, you ain't going with this cat tonight. Sure. You know. <clears throat> and you see a lot of that nowadays, that, that sort of mentality and attitude and young kids. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with cell phones. Yeah. B- because they don't have that interaction. Like, kids today don't have that fear. When we were young, it's like, call the phone, and you have to worry about the dad picking up. And the dad's like, Hello? Hey, it's uh, Chrissy over there. You want to talk like a girl? Cause if you sound like a boy, she ain't talking to you. Click. Dude, they that's don't, funny. Yeah, they don't have that now. <laughs> they don't have to worry about it because it's all through text or whatever else. Oh, yeah. You hmm. know? <clears throat> that was the... <laughs> I remember doing that when I was young. I was like, please let, let, let her pick up the phone, not the parents. Oh, yeah. We'd stay on the phone all night, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. You had the long cord. You know, before you got the cordless phones. <laughs> Never knowing if somebody's on the other line listening or oh, what. Yeah. yeah. Or somebody three-way called you and you didn't know that person was on there. Yeah. <laughs> How the times has changed. Yes, they have. Because, I mean, really with a phone now, you got everything in front of you. You got a camera, you got a TV, you know, a dictionary, you got yeah. it all. You, don't... you got a computer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean... 
because we uh her her family there's a set of twins uh, Brittany and brianna and they're i think they just turned 15 but they'll come up here they'll stay in that back room and we're like well you know you got satellite netflix whatever there's a playstation a switch you want to play it tiktok that's yeah. all they want sit there all day yep which i mean if i was a kid i may be doing the same thing because that's the thing to do but oh yeah TikTok's funny because you get all these old people and they're dancing. Oh, dude, yeah. dude. We were listening to them, some of them last night. It was hilarious. That's a good thing about TikTok and social media. There's so much fun stuff out there, but then there's also the negativity. But you're going to have that with anything, too. So, yeah. Just enjoy the, the good parts of it. I guess it started out with what? MySpace? Remember that? Yep. Yeah. Definitely would have to be MySpace. And wasn't that pretty much started to get bands out there and stuff? Like a lot of musicians used it to book places like up and coming artists. Like I think so. Yeah, to, to kind of get the word out. Yeah, hey, yeah. we're playing here. You know, I don't even remember how hearing about MySpace for the first time. I guess it was around what ninety nine, ninety eight. So probably. Yeah. Because I can remember the first time I made like my own page or whatever, and then. Some one of my friends had Facebook, and I was like, "What is that?" And he shows me. He's like, "Look, dude, you can go in here and like, if you like Skittles, you can hit a like button and all that." You know, MySpace. I was thinking that's never gonna do anything like MySpace. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but MySpace definitely kicked it off from this to Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and then Snapchat. I don't see why it's such a big thing. I really don't. Like you're just taking a picture and sending a text. You can do the same thing through a normal text message. But, uh, I guess we're old. I, that's yeah. yeah. I don't want to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's more than likely what it is. I understand the TikTok part a lot more than I do uh, the Snapchat deal. I feel like whoever invented Snapchat because you can't or like whatever picture they send you. I think you can screenshot it, but the people know if you do. But it's pretty much where you send the pic and you're not going to be able to see it after that. I feel like whoever invented that was definitely using it to cheat on somebody. Yeah. You know? So. How are people making money off TikTok? Is it from advertisements or? Yeah. Well, I think too um tiktok the same way with youtube or instagram however many views you get when you hit a certain amount you'll get a certain percentage from them because they're making money off people looking at your page because they're going to see the advertisements that instagram or whatever has but i think yeah well a lot of it's like tiktok or instagram users <clears throat> when they get to a certain amount of uh, followers or whatever Certain brands are like, hey, I'll pay you this if you just say, I'm using this style toothbrush to do or yeah. wear their clothes in the video. I think that's where a lot of it comes to. Okay. Actually, is how a lot of uh, podcasts make their money, too. Because hmm. that's how I know that's the way Joe started making his money. Of course, he already had it before then. But, like, certain people would come on and they're like, man, would you advertise this? And, like, uh, that CBD company that he uses was one of them. And yeah. then like, 
I forget what uh, silicone ring he uses, but that company, they just kept coming with more and more stuff. Hmm. And then he's got his own little companies too. Like I think he does some vitamins. Yeah, on it, yeah. on it nutrition. Him and some other guy do it. Okay. And I think they do. Maybe it's kettlebells or some kind of equipment too. So he's always pushing. Yeah. yeah. One thing I will say, though, when he got his money, he definitely, like with comedians, he pays it forward. Like he opened up that club in Texas, and he's letting like up-and-coming comedians come out there and paying them to go on stage, and it's helping get their name out there. Yeah. But <clears throat> could you imagine though, $100 million to sit and do what we're doing right now? That's nuts, man. Completely nuts. Who would have thought they could make that kind of coin? Mm-hmm. And like he said, he just started it for the, just to sit down and talk with people because it was it gave him a reason to get together with people and hang out. Yeah, he was getting high with his buddies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, then it's it's funny watching him with celebrities that he's never met and wanted to meet. Because we we're watching another celebrity geek out over another one. Oh yeah, become a fanboy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, you know, they're everyday people like us. But, you know, like for somebody with a nine-to-five and they made a celebrity, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. But for another celebrity to be starstruck, it just, it, it's so weird to me when I see it. It's like, you know what it's like because you have millions of people come up to you and want pictures or whatever else. But when you see him on there with certain, who was it? Like Mike Tyson was one of them. And when he had Snoop on, he's like, I'm nervous to talk to you. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Which I could probably see that with certain people. That sure. I want to meet. Yeah, that are just on another level. Just yeah, yeah. Like some of my favorite artists or actors or something, I probably be stuttering over stuff I was wanting to say. Yeah, or not knowing where to go with it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know who I'd really want to meet though. I don't. I don't either at this point, to be honest. I mean, as a kid. Van Damme was like my favorite actions hero. I would have wanted, to, I would have wanted to meet him back then, but like now, not so much. Yeah. You know, now I want to meet somebody I can sit down with and like be interested in the conversation I'd have with him. I guess. Yeah. So, and as much as I like Joe's podcast, he he wouldn't be one of them either. I guess because I've already heard him talk about everything. You feel like you know him? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's not a knock to him. It's just I've heard you talk about everything. So, Dude, talking about podcasts, I listened to a good one the other day. Dan Carlin, Hardcore History. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's excellent. He is such a good storyteller. He um, listened to one on the Wrath of the Cons. Yeah. Genghis Khan. Mm-hmm. Eight hours long. Dude, it's great. Well, yeah. doing what you do. Like, you know. Yeah, I can get lost in it. Yeah, you, that's definitely one to check out. I'll have to yeah. do that. I haven't listened to him. I'm pretty sure, I bet, like, listening to podcasts and doing what you do with the paint and all that, like, probably really helps you. Yeah, it helps me focus on my work. Yeah. Yeah. I do better. I I don't see how y'all do, or do what y'all do. Whether it be the painter or the body guy. Like I, mm. Yeah. The, the heat's the biggest issue for me. And the older I get, the harder it is. Seems like every year it gets just that much harder. Yeah. <clears throat> but for the guys like Rod and all them, like, 
like when I saw him cutting like half a car apart and like putting it together with the other one and stuff, I'm like, uh, there's no way. And making it look factory. Yeah, yeah. I'd much rather be on the other side where it's like I can take nuts and bolts apart and put this back on here the way it was, it'd be fine. To me, doing mechanic work and hunching over, I don't know that I could do it. I just don't have the back for it. Oh, uh, dude, you yeah. can, um, like with Big Robert. Yeah. Yeah, you already know his, how his is, but the, the new guy, uh, Alex uh, Schooley, you know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with the flux and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like when he first started, like I saw him walking into the uh, shop. I was like, that dude's got back problems. You could just tell it because he was almost swaying when he walked. And after I got to know him, I was like, you have back problems from doing this? Oh, yeah. And I was like, I could see it right away. And uh, the trans guy, Jacob, same way. He's starting to have them, too. Yeah. It's, yeah. I I don't see how uh, Richard's in his 50s, man, and that dude just constantly goes. Hmm. Which I'm sure he hurts and aches like anybody else. But the first time I ever met him and saw him walking – and I told him this after uh, a year or so working there. I was like, man, when I first saw you, I was like, I bet that dude's lazy as all get out. Just because of the way he walked. But he was one of the hardest working ones in there. Hmm. <laughs> Some foot got put in my mouth on that one. I used to work with a body man. Every time you've seen him, he always had a cup of coffee in his hand. You would think that he didn't turn many hours, but he turned more hours than anybody in the shop. Like Dwayne? <laughs> yeah, 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 a lot like that. Yeah. That's another one with back problems. You could just tell by the way he walks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rod actually looks pretty limber to be his age. Yeah. I mean, I think I've heard him complain some, but... um, You don't hear a lot out of him. No, he's another person just like you. Like, I've I've messed with Rod the 12 years I've been at Premier, and I've never been able to aggravate him. I even tried it with you a little bit when you started, and I was like, well, it's not going to... This is another Rod. It ain't going to work. Yeah. I just don't... No it's just the to asshole in me to like poke people sometimes to see where I can get them, push but, them over the edge. Yeah, I knew with you though. I was like, it ain't gonna work. Yeah, this dude's too good of a dude. I don't know about all that. <laughs> well, apparently, they were gonna come home, but Hannah's not acting right, so she didn't want her coming in here yelling. Oh, come on, that'd be fun. Yeah. Let me see how you really act. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she can get there, buddy. I'm telling you. <clears throat> so, you're not much of a TV or movie guy, are you? No, I hardly ever watch TV. Really? I've noticed that because a lot of times when we talk about stuff like that at work, if you're there, you're like, all right, well, we'll see y'all guys. Yeah. Like, even when the Alabama game's on, I'm usually in the kitchen cooking or doing dishes or doing laundry or something around the house. You know, I'm kind of, that's something I've gotten the older I get. I'm got, I've gotten where I don't care about it. It's the the only reason I even do it anymore is because it's a reason for me and some of the buddies to get together. Sure. Like football itself. And it's not because of right now, Auburn's a shit show with all that they got going on, but it's just, I've gotten where I just don't even care about it. Yeah. It's just, I've always been a basketball guy before football anyway. I guess because we all played in the neighborhood. so. Yeah. And it's more fast-paced action. Like a, a basketball game to me can turn around within a few seconds, whereas football, 
Oh, it's out of reach. Yeah. You know. Oh, basketball. Like, Tracy McGrady years ago scored, like, what was it, 13 points in 30 seconds or whatever it was and won the game. You're not going to see something like that in football. Yeah. And to me, it's just more exciting, I guess. <clears throat> and I still get into the fights and stuff. I always loved boxing. And then when UFC come around, it was just – Boxing's gotten so political, it's not even fun to watch anymore most of the time. Dude, everything gets political. It's, it's terrible, man. Like, why does it have to be that way? I mean, football has become that, too. That's probably – that's another reason why I get burnt out on it. <clears throat> and, and the way they're making it to the point now to where – which I get you want your players to be safe, but in some situations, they know what they're signing up for. If you're getting paid millions of dollars and you get hit hard – Oh, yeah. That's part of the job. Sure. You know. I'm glad they're starting to pay the college players. I am too. A lot of I, I found that really weird when people got mad about that or or gave it backlash. It's like some of these kids that come come from nothing, and you, they may blow their knee out, and they have nothing else left, and they spent their entire lives like striving because they wanted to get to play pro ball. Oh yeah. And, you know, now. They're going to get paid, and they should be fine if they manage it the right way. Sure. And I almost think, though, like <clears throat> maybe it should be set up to where whatever their NIL deal they get, you can have some of it, but don't give them all of it up front because when you're that young and you come across that much money, somebody's going to blow it. Oh, yeah. You know, one of them is going to. But, you know, say if you put it back and after you finish your career or say if you – it was your senior year, and then you blow your knee out or have a bad injury, but you blew all your money. If the university put it in like a 401k type deal, it's like, here, here's your severance package for what you did for the university, and we're sorry you're not going to make it pro, but this is going to take care of you the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah, that, but, that would definitely be smart, Yeah, you know, for their future. But they definitely deserve it. Yeah. The money yeah. that college football generates and those kids weren't getting any uh, – especially when you won't let them have a job, they're not allowed to have one, then you give them a certain amount of money to eat off of. And, like, a random person couldn't even walk up to them and buy them a, a meal if yeah. they wanted to because it was against the rule. Crap. That is yeah. that is ridiculous, it's man. Garbage. But, yeah. The, the, only, the only downside I can see to it is if you get – Somebody that's got a big ego like a quarterback and he's making all these millions and say the linemen that are blocking for him ain't making nothing could cause conflict yeah. down the road, you know. But hopefully they'll be like most pro quarterbacks, you know, when their line takes care of them, they don't get sacked and holding up, they normally treat their line. Do something you know, special. Yeah, so maybe it'll work out that way. Yeah, I could see that changing scores. Yeah, yeah definitely. But, yeah, it's definitely a good thing for them, though, because everybody knows that certain players, when they went somewhere, they got privileges or they got money. They got There was a reason they went there. Sure. And it's every school. It's not just the, the dominant ones like Alabama and Georgia, USC, whoever. All, yeah, all of them do it. Look at, you, know, you remember SMU back in the day? When they almost got the death penalty from football, like they were buying them Trans Ams and all that. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. They, they they were all still doing that. Yeah. We know. <clears throat> well, there's no sense in the school making all that money. 
No. And the player's getting screwed. It's a ridiculous yeah. amount of money that those schools generate. And they weren't getting – I mean, because you could tell by looking at the facilities they build and the different stuff they do to the state. Like Alabama adding the lighting show to the – to the stadium? Yeah. Is that really necessary? No, but we got plenty of money, so sure. why not? Put it somewhere. Which it does look cool when they have their games and they start doing all that, so. Yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah, I, you can't really complain about coaches' salaries either because, I mean, the money that Saban's brought to the university is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anybody, yeah. you know, you can argue with a coach that's not, hasn't proven himself, but with Saban. He's probably going to go down as the best college coach to ever live. Sure. And like you said, what he's done for that town and that university, I mean, it has grew since he's been there. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Shula, I mean, you know, it, it was so different back then for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think back then, too, <clears throat> what Auburn, my personal opinion, nobody knows, but. Everybody knows that Auburn's board and the boosters have been running the show. And back when Mal Moore was there, <clears throat> when he had Shula and Franchoni and Price, you know, when they were going through their stuff, I feel like him and them, those boosters were running the show, and that's what caused it not to work. And then when Nick come in and said, look, I want full control. This is me doing it. And look where it went. Sure. You Took know? off. Yeah, yeah we want your money when it comes to facilities or whatever else, but let me run the program because that's what I do. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and I, it looks like they're doing the same thing with Kirby at Georgia for him to, to be doing as well as he is. Yeah. And it probably didn't help being under Nick all those years. <clears throat> I wonder how much longer he'll do it though. Like what he, he's, a, he's at the Tom Brady status right now. You have nothing else to prove unless he just loves it that much. Yeah. Which I'm sure he does. <clears throat> I don't know. I kind of feel if Alabama keeps winning, they're going to change some rules or something's going to happen. <laughs> well, they already made a playoff, you know, to keep the SEC out of it, but they keep getting in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I don't know. That's how, how upset many, a lot of people. I don't know how many we've had now, but there's been two SEC teams in it. For, um, most of them. Yeah. What do you do? Mm. There's nothing you can do. I guess that's why Texas and Oklahoma want to join the conference. Can't beat them, join them, at least it'll be in the talk. That's right. Texas looks like another one of those schools that's a power struggle. Yeah. Because they, they talk like, uh, you know, Alabama, of course, generates a lot of money, but they talk like Texas, all that old, old money, they got a lot. But ever since Mac Brown left when they won their championship stuff, they just haven't been able to get back on track. But then sometimes it just takes the right coaches, the right kids, and for all the stars to align. Like when with LSU, with Burrow and all them kids with Jefferson and Chase and all them. I mean, they just had it that year. What's it going to take for Auburn to turn things around? My opinion, they're going to have to let – I like Harson. I like him because he seems like a hard-nosed guy. Yeah. Like, if you're not doing your job, sit down, next man up. Sure. I feel like he's that mentality kind of coach. And 
I think that's where some of the backlash went because Gus was one of the – Gus seemed like a <laughs> Steve from Blue's Clues to me or something. It's like, oh, you didn't do great, but let's get him next time. Yeah. You know, if, if you, Saban's that type of coach, you just ain't got it, son. So, sit down. It's going to take that and for them to leave him alone and do his job. Yeah. And I really don't think – when he got there, when they hired Derek Mason and Mike Bobo, I don't think Harson made those hires. I think the Boosters did. Because in my right mind, I don't think anybody in the SEC would hire Bobo as a coordinator anymore. He he proved with Aaron Murray and Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford was a great quarterback. You never won the big games. And your style of football doesn't work anymore. Yeah. I, so we'll see what happens. Because I, that's why I think Auburn's basketball program is doing what it's doing. Because they talk – everything you read is Tim – is it Tim Cook? He's the president of Apple. He's an Auburn graduate. He is a basketball fan. He has more to do with that and boosters. I feel like Yellowwood and all those boosters are football guys. They could care less what basketball is doing, so they don't have their hands in it. And Bruce Pearl got to come down there and do what he wanted to do. And he was a great coach at Tennessee. Now he's got full reign. And some of it's like football is with the transfer transfer portal. You get all these kids that want to come down there. And that's how Auburn's basketball team has got where it is. Because if Kessler wasn't there, we wouldn't be nothing. Sure. Him and Smith. Well, you guys are having trouble recruiting too, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Which – when they hired Harson and he was coming from Boise State, I knew then, like, it's going to be hard for him to recruit uh, guys from the South. He just ain't got that connection. Sure. And that's why I feel like Bobo was brought in. But he could have went and got some other – like Damian Craig's one. That he's an old Auburn uh, coach and player. And like Cadillac Williams, he's our running back coach. He is a great recruiter. Like, without him, we wouldn't have – Tank Bigsby or Hunter. And so it's going to be interesting to see how it goes over the years for sure with him. But it's going to be – it's a tough job. Anybody that takes the Auburn job, I've said from the start, has got to believe in themselves because you're in the toughest conference and your rival is the best coach in college football. Yeah, and he's right next door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's almost an impossible job to take right off the bat to sure. me. It would it, I wouldn't look at it and go, yeah, I want that. Yeah, nah. I'd rather go to Mississippi State or somewhere and win eight games and get a bowl game and be a hero. Oh yeah, <laughs> everybody love you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. Maybe. But plus too, you got to give people time. Look at Jimbo Fisher at A and M. You know, it took him a minute to get where he is right now. And today with – it goes to cell phones and everything else. You got everything right at the palm of your hand right away. That quick – everybody wants to win now. Instant gratification. Yeah. Miami's another one of those schools. You know, they were one of the greats back in the day, but they've never been able to hit their stride again. And I don't – I think a lot of theirs, though, is their facilities and stuff are crap. The only great thing they have down there is their uh, their weightlifting facility, and The Rock paid for it. Wow. Yeah. But when you got his money, I guess you can do whatever you want to do. 
Yep. <laughs> Give them the people's elbow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, it's going to be a tough. T- I, th- I think we're going to be down for a couple of years, honestly. Yeah. But I'm glad they kept him. But at the same time, if I were him, how do you even find motivation to even want to win? Or do good at the school after this crap. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's And if they would have fired him, who in the hell would want to come down there? That'd be like going to the the girl you saw with a guy and she was just batshit crazy. You know, like, no, nah, I don't want to deal with that. Sure. And that's it, – it made us look really bad. Mm-hmm. And the school's coming out and saying that social media blew it out of, you know, proportion and all that, but – no, you're doing an investigation over hearsay stuff, so you're just as liable for it, you know, doing what you're doing and making it public like that. You're going to interrogate or, like, want to question what the guy's doing, why he's on vacation. <clears throat> but, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a fun ride, I guess. Yeah. But we're used to it. Auburn's not used to being on top. We're always an underdog, so. Well, you're playing your PRS inning. Don't you have a PRS? No, it's a. I know it's got a Floyd on it. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's a. It's a, it's an EVH, but it's Fender okay. made. Yeah, yeah that's it's right. Fender made. Okay. Uh, I do whenever I find the time to get back there. Yeah. You know, a lot of times I have to do it when she goes to sleep, because if that door opens in that back room, she's coming right behind me, as you saw earlier. So. Sure. That's a cool little room, though. I mean, perfect yeah. for yeah know, games and entertainment. Yeah. That's actually, my wife is like, because once we finish doing this, she's going to stay with her grandmother so we can have a break for the weekend. I was like, what do you want to do? You want to go out to eat or whatever? She's like, you know, let's go home, unplug the doorbell, go to the back room and watch TV and shut the door without anybody's interruptions. Nice. Just to, you know. I think you know that as parents, sometimes when you get time away from the kids, all you want to do is just relax. Sure. sure. Have time to breathe. Well, do you have a lot of support? Oh, yeah. Kids? Yeah, that's yeah. good. We, we don't do. really have a whole lot of support. Um, eh. Yeah, my wife's aunt's about the only one we can get to watch the kids. Uh, um, she's getting on up there. So. My, my wife's, uh, my mother-in-law, she, she's always willing to do it. And then uh, she has an aunt and... Her, uh, their daughter, is the one I was talking about earlier, Sam, she's 17 now. When I first started dating Whitney, she was, I don't know, seven? But she went everywhere with us, and she's almost like the old older child for us. Like, if she ever is mad at her parents, she's going to come over here and talk to the younger, cooler, you know, couple. Sure. Or if she can't get money out of them to go do something, she's going to call us. Oh, so. Wow. And her and Hannah have a really good relationship. Like, as soon as Sam walks in the door, she lights up. So Sam's always willing to watch her. And she loves uh, her mom and then her her husband, Uncle Nick. Like, they help us a lot. Those are the main ones. That's great. And my mom would do it, but my mom is older. And my mom has uh, mental health issues like depression. So mom can't really watch her overnight. She would get too 
stimulated or whatever. So, but she's always watching her during the week and stuff throughout the day. It's so. good. But that's that's another reason why we don't really want to move away from here. As nice as it would be to be somewhere where you don't have to eat Jackson Wendy's every day if you wanted fast food, the support and then her her grandmother they always will watch her if we want to go to the store or somewhere just out to eat and come back home. So. That's good. I hate y'all don't have that. It makes it really tough. Anybody out there that's wanting to have kids, make sure you have support. I would, I would, I've told a lot of people when they're getting ready to have their first after mine, I said, write down every person that says, oh, I can't wait to see the baby when it gets here and so I can watch them and all that. Write every one of them people down, and I'm about 70 to 80% of them are going to get scratched out because they didn't watch them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we have to um, – Beg people sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, having four too, I imagine, and it's tough. Tougher. And having one with special needs makes that yeah even more. Well, that goes to show you and your wife have a strong relationship. Okay, oh, yeah. you know, for y'all not to get the break, but y'all still do well, and you know, yeah. hold things together. That says a lot about y'all's relationship. Yeah, she's been working a lot too here lately. She uh, finally got off day yesterday. She worked fifteen days straight. With no off day, yeah, it's tough. Well, they're backed up right now, right? Post office. Yeah, it's getting better. Um, Christmas time is just chaotic, man. Yeah, she was working from seven in the morning till eleven at night, like seven days a week most times. Yeah, Rick was talking about his daughter doing the same thing, and it's just yeah, it's chaos. And then you see a lot of people complain and yell about not getting their stuff. I'm like, you don't know what those people are going through, you know. So understaffed, nobody wants to work. Yep. Yeah, a lot of drama. My thing is, though, wh- what are you doing for money? These people that don't want to work. Yeah. Wh- what are you doing? Sure. Teach me. Yeah, because jobs are paying good right now. Yeah, like I'm, you can go to Zaxby's and get a sign-on bonus. Yeah. And make $15, $18 an hour. It's nuts. Dude, I wish it was like that when I was like 16. Yeah. Go to work at a grocery store for $15, $18 an hour. Mm. What did you start off making when you first went to work? My first job was at Winn Dixie bagging groceries. I think it was five fifteen. Oh wow, dude, yeah. that's tough. Yeah, I'd work, and most of the time I hated the way they would do the schedule. Like if they put me on the uh, evening shift, you know, I'd come in at three and work till close. Then the next day they wanted me to work from opening to lunch. They always lined it up that way and. I was main, I just did it for the summer job, so I tried to work as much as I could. And I remember I had my first check, and I feel like I worked almost every day. It was a hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, and you felt like you had a lot. Of oh money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, I can go do this, that. You just don't see that anymore with kids, you know. You, you, it's very rare. Yeah, if you do, it's. I mean, being at Premier and watching them, like, whether it be hiring somebody to clean up or being an oil changer, I've seen. It's a revolving door. Maybe two that was had good work ethic. Yeah. And they either moved to a different position or they left for a better job. Sure. And I guess I'd be one of them because I started off changing oil up there and then moved up. Went to advisor and then got in parts and all that, you know. Yeah. But nobody wants to be an oil changer the rest of their life unless they make decent money yeah you and, know. and I think you could do it too 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done pretty well when I was up there. You know, I mean, when we bought this house, that's what I was doing. Yeah. So, but, and then really, the, a lot of the people that went through the uh, program to be mechanics up there, very few of them really worked out. Like, sure. Peyton is way beyond his years. That that kid's good to be his age. Yeah, yeah. and he's got a good of, heart too. Though. Oh, Peyton's a yeah, good dude. He's good. Yeah. That's why I felt bad. I made him cuss me out. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he was working on a car, and uh, it was for one of the salesmen. The salesman had been back there bugging him all day. <clears throat> and I don't know if, like, he was working on it in between other jobs, but I noticed it had been there most of the day. You know how I am at work. I love to cut up and mess with people. I walk out the door, and I was like, damn, dude, how long is this Cadillac going to stay here? He was like, would you shut the fuck up? I was like, whoa. Whoa, yeah. I was like, Peyton's mad. Peyton never does that. And I come back by, and I'm like, I love you, dude. And I could see him kind of smirk, but I knew he was aggravated. Damn. So I gave him an hour and walk out there. I was like, hey, uh, if you're going to talk dirty to me tomorrow, can you let me know so I can wear protection? <laughs> and after that, he started <laughs> laughing, and he told me what happened. But I knew when he come out and said that, I was like, wow, something's wrong with him. He's, I've never seen him. I've seen him one other time. Hmm. But <laughs> Yeah, him. Care Bear's another one. Yeah, he 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 he's done what. The one thing about him is he's gonna try anything you give him, hmm. and if he messes up, he's gonna get somebody to show him what he's doing wrong, and then he's gonna do it himself. Though he don't, he's not gonna want you to do it for him. Yeah, we give him a lot of crap about messing with him, like oh you fucking stuff up and all that. But his attitude gets him a long way. Sure. Yeah, because he rolls with the punches and doesn't let shit bother him. Dude, you gotta have that attitude to really that succeed. Business, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, in anything, you really do. Yeah. You got to let, when you mess up, don't get down and hard on yourself. Use it as a way to improve. Like, next time, you know, don't do it that way. I'm going to do it like this. And that's hard. It is. Yeah. It is. But he's he's one of those that can do it. Yeah, and learn. He, he's, he's got a good heart and all that, so. Yeah. And you can tell he's a good kid. I think he lives by me. I see him sometimes. Yeah, I know he lives over that way somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that, those are the only Corey. Corey did. He went through it, but Corey was Corey was very stubborn. Yeah, I was thinking hard headed too. Yeah. yeah, and when he eventually started lightening up and like realizing, like I need to listen to other people instead of just like I do it or I know it. Sure. He done better. Yeah. But what helps us now is like having. Um, more than anybody, I would say Jacob. Having Jacob there to help those younger guys when they don't know what they're doing because he's so good at he, – he would make a great instructor. I don't think he would ever do it, but, like, he's so good at helping those guys, like, learn and, and not pushing and just standing over their back. Like, the way he shows you stuff helps. Like, when I first started working there, I knew how to do certain stuff. But I remember showing him, I was like, hey, dude, this thing's leaking from these fittings on this transmission. He goes, oh, yeah. So he goes and prices it out, brings the fittings back. He's like, take the screwdriver, pop that clamp loose, unscrew these, put that back in, then put the clamp back on, you'll be good to go. Uh, you're you're going to show me, right? And he's like, I just told you. And he's like, I'm going to lunch. Hmm. But I'd done it, and I come back, and he he's like, you do good. And having him back in there has been 
very beneficial to Bear. Because yeah. he, when he was in school, he was learning under people that still needed to learn their sales, like working with Corey and working with Coleman. Not saying they didn't know what they were doing, but they were still green too. Sure. They're not where they are now and been in it as long. You know what I do when I get stuck? I go to YouTube. That yeah, YouTube is so <laughs> it's amazing, man. I mean, because sometimes you get these door panels that are really hard to take off. You know, yeah. this, they're hidden screws or whatever. Yep. And you may tear it up before you figure it out. So. Yeah, because you're just gonna keep pulling on something and not realizing like there's another screw. Yeah, that's where covered you up. Think yeah. Yeah, that you can't see. And I've done that on my personal stuff. Because if I'm out here working on something of mine, I'm I'm gonna do something like that. But like when I'm working on other people's stuff, I have so much more patience. Yeah. Than working on my own. Well, that's good. It's always been that. I don't know why. Yeah. That's one one thing I've improved on as I've gotten older. Whether it be working with doing woodworking or stuff around the house, like when I was younger, if it was half-assed and it it'll work. Yeah. But now it's like, nah, I'm not doing that. That looks like shit. Sure. No, it yeah. took me a long time to get to that point to where you take pride in it. Yeah, in my own stuff. If, like if I was doing it for somebody else, I'm doing everything by the book and you know remeasuring and looking over it again. Eh, that yeah, that's good. But if it was mine, no, nah, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's up there. <laughs> well, that says a lot about you. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> well, I hate to cut it off because I could sit here and talk for a lot longer, but. Uh, I know you probably need to get home and then I think we got to take her in like the next hour and then we got to go do a bunch of running around people when you get married date nights at Sam's and Lowe's get get ready for it yep but thanks for coming let's do this again thank you all right